What's up, you guys? This is your girl, Monet Divine, the Mattress Actress. And you can catch me on the Eminem and M show on FUBU Radio. Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on, world? Your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levin. This is the Eminem and M show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show coming to you live and direct with a talented young lady who likes to let people believe that she's a talented old lady. But she's actually a very talented young lady, and and well, maybe she's old in wisdom, but that has nothing to do with the body she's throwing around all over the place. But we will see because time ain't over yet. I'll let her do the rest of it. Young lady, could you please tell us your name so people know that I'm not lying? Oh yeah, everybody. My name is Queen Tyler, aka Granny Too Thick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Granny. That's yeah. everybody who doesn't know the mystery is the cat's officially out the bag. This is what that old lady with the bomb ass body actually looks like she's actually a bomb ass young lady with a bomb ass <laughs> body so this this is it sweet i know you get this question all the time but i gotta start with the basics how the hell <laughs> how the hell are you first of all how did you co- how did you come up with this I, mean, I can imagine just playing with filters but how did you decide to like keep the party going did so many so many people believe that um you know it was the response that all of my friends my people gave me on Snapchat, really. Um, At first it was just a thing between me and my brothers to make fun of how I was feeling because um, I have lupus. So my joints and my muscles are one of the things that are affected by it. So a lot of the times I get like arthritis in my hands, my knees, my ankles. So I would walk like an old lady. I was making fun of my mom and how she walked one day. And I felt so bad because then I started walking like her um, (laughs) in January, going up and down the stairs with two, like having to put both feet on one step at a time. Like, Mm. so we just started joking about it. And then I started sharing it on Snapchat. And then when people started laughing at it on Snapchat, I kind of took it to TikTok. And once I took it to TikTok and Instagram, it kind of just blew up. So I think like Snoop Dogg that posted it first when I saw it. Mm-hmm. it was, yeah, so it was it like was. big by the time I saw it. You know what, Snoop Dogg, World Star Hip Hop, Shaka Bars. I made it to um, the African Shade Room. I don't remember if I made it to the actual Shade Room, but um, but we made it to a lot of huge accounts. Like I'm even still being posted to this day. Now it's getting to the point where like people are starting YouTube about it. So we're getting there. Can I, first, there's two things. One, you seem really, really um, confident, cool, calm and collected. You're not just a nobody. You do comedy, right? You do some sort of. Um, uh, I sing, I'm a singer and songwriter. Okay. And, um, and I own a small business out here in Las Vegas. It's a, uh, it's a metaphysical supply store. So I sell like healing stones, sage, crystals, and that's been my business for a few years now. Lovely. Okay. Cause it, it seems like some people that would just blow up on a, a random TikTok or something might not be quite as, as ready and, and quaffed and put together as you see. Oh to yeah. Be. No, I've been, I've been in front of the camera for a while, but I just never really pursued it like all the way, you know, life, you got bills, you got to pay the bills to fund the dream and, you know, so I just kind of always focused on my money first and I'll do whatever I feel like doing in my playtime, you know? Right. Second part, how do they not see the gray hair flickering? It was a filter the whole time. I have. So- I think they're mesmerized by the body. Right. But they just couldn't just, I mean, it's not, it wasn't hard. It wasn't like bad Photoshop. It was like really, to me, very obvious that it was a filter. And we've all tried it. I've tried the old lady filter. I posted it. 
Like not with a with a body, obviously. But the point is, it's a, it's a well known filter in my understanding. Right. No, you, you missed it's it because you. Yeah, oh, no, you, you, Crystal, you missed it because you you left the body out. If if the body looks good, nine times out of ten, eighty nine percent of men are not looking uh, from the neck up. There's a huge conglomerate of men who well, they're supposed to be an old lady, so they looked enough to see wrinkles. Yeah, but that was quick. You you have to you have to watch her moving to see the flickering of the gray and to see the and they're not looking at her face long enough because I don't know uh I don't know where all this lupus talk is coming from, but them joints is looking mighty healthy when she's swinging <laughs> it around on the camera. Like I, Randy too thick has been twerking. She seems rather limp. What? 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 What's going That's <laughs> okay. professional grade ass throwing. There's no if ands or buts about it. So before the perf- like, I I was throwing. I've been throwing ass for years. Okay, but um, now it's a little bit more difficult to do, especially when I have to keep up the filter because I have to be angled a certain way for you to catch mm. the filter. Because if I turn my face and then come back to it, it'll be a slight delay. And like, I've learned how to move into the camera, but yeah, I mean like it, sometimes it does hurt to twerk, but those are the days I just pop an ibuprofen and I'll be all right. But it's, my hips work just fine. I could shake this ass without moving any joints. Honestly, I could just stand and it'll move by itself. All I gotta do is- This is me saluting with both hands. This is, this is- (laughs) Both hands for the salute. Yeah, <laughs> she deserves it. What? Okay, let's let's double back because I, I we're having fun here and we're laughing and cracking jokes, but I don't want to get away from the serious nature of what you're dealing with. Um, yeah, this is not a game. I've I've had close friends of mine, uh, and the fact that it catches up to you uh, later in life is the wrong term, but like you can go a good chunk of your life completely with no issues and then out of the blue here comes lupus and now you have to learn this entirely new way to be you're not old enough for i I don't i don't know how old you are but you know you think ibuprofen you start thinking granny age you start thinking you know uh you know some more gray hairs in the mix and i'm not talking about these premature ones that i got i'm talking about like the real joints and Mm -hmm. You know, but you're living that life now. I, I wanna I I want I don't want that lost in the sauce while we're having all this fun. When so, how long had it, by the way? So I got diagnosed last year. Um mm. but the only real symptoms that I had was I was getting like, you know, really bad migraines, but I was asleep all the time and I could not get up and I didn't understand why. Cause you guys are talking to somebody who used to be a gym rat. Okay. Like I used to do two times a day. I'll be able to handle whatever I needed to handle throughout the day and still have energy at night to go out and party with my friends and get two hours of sleep and be able to do it all over again. So when I went from that to which I was, I had just gotten out of like a really, really bad relationship. So I thought maybe it was just like depression stemming from Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I couldn't get up, I was just like, it might be something neurological Um, because during my relationship, I did sustain a few injuries. And um, so I thought maybe it was something stemming from that. So I went to a neurologist and they cleared me on a lot of tests, but then they did my blood test and they said, 
Well, although all of this is clear, your ANA came back positive. She said what it might be, she says that is it might be lupus. So you'll have to go to your rheumatologist to verify, but this is what it's looking like. And I was devastated. I'm not even gonna lie. I think I cried every day, like three months straight. Oh, um, and I say that because I had a really beautiful aunt. Uh, her name was Linda and she passed a few years from lupus. And that's the only, only time I really heard of it. And I saw her go from this vibrant and I seen what it did to her, you know, and I feel bad for the people who got diagnosed years and years and years ago because mm -hmm. the medications and the protocols, they had no idea mm. of how to treat these conditions. And most of the time, most of the people were dying because they were treating lupus. They were claiming it was sickle cell, but in reality, it was lupus. So they were treating it completely the wrong way. And the medications that they were giving them to take away the symptoms did way more harm than they did good. But now they have um, this medication that I'm taking right now. I don't really have any side effects from it. It really makes me feel good. Um, mm -hmm. I have to get my eyes checked every, like maybe once or twice a year, but overall it makes me feel good. I've heard and I've seen people say that they've been on it for 20 years and it has not given them any negative side effects. So I'm hopeful about that. But what they were giving people was like prednisone and it's a, a steroid, but that's like really bad for your kidneys and it's really bad for your bones. So you'll hear about a lot of lupus patients having kidney failure, but it really didn't come from the lupus. It came from the, the treatment, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta be careful what you put in your body like when you're having a condition like this, cause it's your, it's your immune system. It's like, you want it to be strong to fight off colds and viruses, but do you really want a super strong immune system to where it's killing your body? Attacking like, you, yeah. Yeah, it, it affects, like me, what I see, what I get the most are muscles and joints, right? Okay. But I can tell what it's affecting by pain and where it's at. Um, I've learned that the days that my muscles start twitching like crazy, it's affecting my brain. Um, like it's attacking my brain. And on the days that I get like real bad pain in my back here, it might be attacking my kidneys. And then it's this one and I hate it so much. And it happens like once a month where the lining of my lungs, like the, the cage, the mm -hmm, lining mm -hmm, of it, mm -hmm. it inflames. So mm. on my back, I can't breathe. If I lay on my left side, I can't breathe depending on what side it's on. The only way I was able to, like I had to, when I was going viral, I was going through this actually, I had to lay on my stomach for like 15 hours just to be able to breathe. So a lot of people, they don't know that it's one of those things that kind of, it's still hard to deal with, you know, but mm -hmm. it's one of those things where nobody understands unless they go through it. Mm. Just like right now, I'm having a great morning. Like I have mm -hmm. no pain, I'm okay. But in literally two, three hours, I can be on my ass. Like, and nobody understands that. Well, how were you out last night? And now you feel like shit. Like they, they think that you, you're using your condition just to get out of things or not have to see anybody when I'm a social butterfly. And I love being around my friends and family and I would love to do that. But if I don't feel good, I don't feel good. And I can't make anybody believe that because I can be feeling like shit this morning and by noon I could be doing cartwheels. 
So it's it's just so off. It's so hot and cold. Okay, and first, I hope first, that- well, hold on, Crystal. First things first. Anybody who's doing that, if you're watching this right now, anybody who's doing that, that shit is corny. That's corny. Someone is sick. They're dealing with it the best way they know how. You don't know what that entails. You don't know what that means. You have no idea what it feels like. It's called empathy. You corny bastards. That shit is corny. That is grade A first ballot Hall of Fame sucker shit. Do not pretend to understand what someone else is going through and what they need to do to cope with whatever it is because you don't want anybody doing that to you. That's number one to anybody who's listening, anybody who's watching this, any friends of yours and people who claim to be friends of yours who are doing that, that is sucker shit. Stop that sucker shit. Just admit that you don't understand it. Either stick by and support and help somebody out and hold them down or exit gracefully and get the fuck out the paint. But don't stick around, point your finger and fake criticize about things you have no idea. I just know it. Stop that shit. Stop, that's corny. That's super corny. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Also recognize that where it's coming from is that they love you and they don't know how to handle it. They want to see you. So they, what I'm saying is people that want to see you generally. And there are definitely suckers that are, like you said, that are judging and making it, making assumptions and, and all this type of corny stuff. But also, when I felt really guilty about not being able to do something because of self-care... Or I feel really crappy, tell people I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. And then throughout the day, whatever happens and you feel better, then it's like, now I sound like a liar. So then some of it's my own self-talk, trying to not feel like people are going to do that. Do you see what I'm saying? So like, you know, people that really, I will say, people that really do love you will understand. My, hey, my close friends and my close family, they understand. They yeah. do. Um, it's the people like somebody who I was talking to right before I got diagnosed. He didn't understand why I was going through what I was going through, but I was talking to him and communicating with him as I was going through it. And throughout this process, I have not been as available as he would have liked me to be for him. And I'm not even going to lie. This isn't something when you're going and you're going through trials of different medications and Mm -hmm. you get these sleepy symptoms, then you get the symptoms where you're irate and you're taking your anger out on people and you realize that it's the medication and you just explain to people, look, while I'm going through this, I kind of need to be by myself because I need to see and understand what's going on with my body. If I'm too worried about other people, then I'm not going to be able to focus on myself. And that's really, I really needed to do at the time. Um, But he kind of lashed out at me and called me a whole bunch of horrible things. And one of the things he said is you can get up and feel well enough to do granny stuff. But when I ask you to come see me, you can't come see me. And what people don't understand is a 15 minute to 30 second video. It's really easy to smile for 15 and 15 seconds and 30 seconds. It's really easy to do that. But when you're in my position and your mobility is affected, just to get out of my place, I got to come down my stairs. I got to go down another set of stairs. We're talking about the fact that I can't walk sometimes. I can't walk down my own stairs. So once I'm upstairs at nine o'clock at night, you want to come see me? I can't walk back down the stairs because I'm already inflamed. It gets way worse at night. So mm-hmm. it's like, but because they're not able to understand that, I just stopped explaining myself. And I kind of just, for my peace and my well-being, I have to just let them go. Yeah. I can't even argue. It's triggered by stress. I can't do that. Yeah. So keep granny, I was gonna say, keep doing the granny shit and, and let the right ones come get granny. 
Exactly. What, was the, what was the problem with him coming to see you? Um, at the time that he was talking, now let's just reiterate this. We went on two dates in one year. Okay. Two dates, one year. Uh, this man ain't never carried groceries in my house. Ain't never took my trash out. And then on the one date that we did go on, he was about 30 minutes late and I'm a very timely person. Okay. So, um, the issue was he had just, he was in the hospital with a stomach ulcer, but mm -hmm. he called me after he was already out of the hospital. Now I'm in the I'm in the process of opening a second store out here. So when he called me, it was kind of like unexpected. And it's like, well, I have, I had an interview and I had two appearances that I had to do that were already on the books. And I had to go and handle the things that I could handle while I was physically able to. And I told him, I will try to come see you. I said, I will try. I did not make it to see him. And then right after my appearance on that Sunday, I was down for like four days. And I just woke up to a text message at 12 o'clock at night where he was just going the fuck off. So I, he was saying that he wasn't, he had a stomach ulcer. And I'm like, well, you are talking about a peeing that you're gonna have for about a week and a half. And you'll be all right, just change your diet and you'll be okay. But now you're, are you talking to somebody who's been in pain? I have chronic pain since January 22nd. I have not been out of the lupus flare since January 22nd. We're literally almost in June. So let 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 let, let the lupus filter the fuckery. Just just <laughs> let it just just let it just let it apply and filter out the nonsense. Yeah. Because that that dude was never gonna no no salt, but that do you feel yeah, he was he had been wanting to say all of that for a while. I, I seen it coming. I'm not even gonna lie, I saw it coming. So, but I just, every time he went off, I was just like, okay, I understand. I never argue anymore. I just be like, it's cool. If that's how you feel, I get it. I can't even. I'm, well, argue. I'm gonna argue, damn it, cause you're making dudes look bad. Like we got enough going on out here. We can't have fellas, y'all are, are killing me. We can't keep, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Y'all are killing me. You just, like this level of, this this level of inconsideration and no sympathy, no apathy, just one-sided entitlement and all that. Like, I'm not saying women aren't guilty of this too, but fellas, fellas, we've been hearing it for too long. Who raised y'all? What are y'all doing? It's just gross. And she's over here doing peace signs. Like, okay, all right, fine. We'll 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 turn it because I can already hear the, the commentary. Okay, cool. So <laughs> on your end, on your on your end. Because this is the second relationship that you've mentioned. The first one, you talked about injuries, and now this guy is is a, a the pickings for slim. You know what? I had to stop. I I'm not dating anybody right now. Like I haven't like me and him. We went on two dates, but mm -hmm. I have not been dating anyone since my last relationship. I got out of it a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of see through bullshit now, and mm -hmm. I can't even fake the funk anymore. Like I'll just be like. Okay, you didn't answer your phone because oh you went to sleep at nine o'clock when okay, so I can't even see you at night, so that must mean you got somebody at home. Like I don't even I'll just be like, you know what, you're good. And if somebody take too long to text me back or like this one dude and he was really high profile, I text him on a Monday. He didn't text me back till Thursday. You wanna know what I did? I left that bitch on red. Like I'm not responding to you. Like yeah. but I'm gonna people just wanna be liked that they'll let these guys get away with a lot. The girls no. want to like you know a little attention, and and we're back in. Yeah, no. and don't, don't do that's don't. that's a that's that's not a um, 
Yeah, men don't have the monopoly on that. That 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 pendulum swings both ways. People want to be liked, and if you're not, if you don't like yourself enough, and don't like take the time to like really see through it, it's easy mm -hmm. to see like the filter. Like you could tell if you actually looked. Mm -hmm. If if women or men looked at the patterns in the people that they're talking to, they would cut or let go <laughs> of most of them. A man who is about you, he gonna show you that he is about you. And I'm not talking about in a love bombing type of way. I'm yeah. talking about he gonna make sure you, he gonna text you in the morning. He gonna make sure you ate. He gonna make sure that you're feeling good. He gonna ask you, are you good? He's gonna try to see you as much as possible. He's gonna try to incorporate you into his life. Like, I'm not about to accept no half-ass shit. Like, and if you want me to be a side bitch, I'm a very expensive one. Like, I'm not one of them ones. You ain't finna be paying all your wife's bills and think you about to come get some free coochie. Like, no, you don't have to. I live a very lovely life on my own. Like, you don't have to come in with something. It's not, mm -mm, I don't play that. You ain't finna half-ass me. Granny attitude. I feel like, so what, also on your granny thing, you teach people, you like talk to, talk to people as if you are this granny persona. Mm -hmm. I give yeah. advice. Um, and you know what? I do that because I feel like a lot of us, because I didn't have the luxury of growing up with my grandmother. She passed very young. She was 47. And I think oh, I was my. 40. I mean, I said I was 40. <laughs> I was um I was seven when she passed. And mm -hmm. I didn't get a lot of time with her, but I did get my time that I needed, but not the wisdom. I didn't gain that from her. I got all that from my mama. My mama put me on game to a lot of things and um but I just try to tell people it's pretty much common sense what I'm saying. But sometimes when people have those blinders on of relationships and friendships and they think that time is like, oh, time is loyalty. Like I've been here for 10 years. Like, no, you guys, we can die tomorrow. If people mm -hmm. don't want to be in your life, let them go. If people are being shady towards you, let them go. Because there's so many people out here who you could be co-mingling with who will add value to your life. And they'll be cool with you and they'll support you. You know what I'm saying? All the people that I cut off. Huh? Yeah. And you know, all the people that I've cut off within the last year and a half, we had years. I'm talking about elementary school coming up, Ooh. high school coming up. And I had to cut them off. Why? They were haters. Like, and I had friends that I was meeting at networking events and pop-up events and these um, entrepreneur uh like conferences and things. And I was meeting all these girls and they just supported the hell out of me. And every time I call them, they're there. And they've been been the ones that have been sleeping over with me. And if I need it, if I can't go up and down my stairs, if I just need a little bit of help, they're there for me. And I haven't known these girls but one to two years. Mm. Like, so it's like for the other people, they're sitting there like, why can't you do this? And I'm like, I can't. Bye. I had to cut off my long-term friend because my friend ended up getting shot on her birthday. I got sick. I was in the hospital the day that she got shot, that she got shot because I wasn't feeling well. So I told my friend, I will come. Like if I, I'll come if I feel good, but if not, you know, I'll go out with you Sunday, but I'm just not feeling good. She understood because she had a family member with lupus. Her cousin was my best friend since fourth grade. And it was like, she was mad at me that I wasn't there to get shot too. I was like, and she was trying to turn everybody and then she's calling my phone and I'm like, girl, sit the fuck off my phone. Like, I'm not even, I ain't even got to explain it to you, bro. Just leave her where she at. I had a, a group chat and, and it started to get, people started like, you know, um, kind of arguing. And I said, honey, we're not going down that path. We just mm -hmm. didn't. And, and the group chat died. Like, we, I talked to them all individually, but 
sometimes it's like the, the combination of people and sometimes it's just those individuals need to go mm-hmm. and they really do show their ass they show how they feel about you when they say what shit hits the fan like they show their yeah. true color it's like wow you really always thought that about me or you really we're just here for the golden hour and but not the other times like <laughs> i feel like i've mastered the emotional like intelligence like i'm so aware of myself i'm so aware of other people and what they say and how they say it um i'm very aware of how i manage my emotions uh, and i'm very particular about the social settings that i put myself in so i'm not gonna go to a party or an event where people i know that people don't like me i know that they're gonna be there why would i want to put myself in that atmosphere to even be looked at from the side eye on the other side of the club like if i know somebody that i don't rock with is gonna be there I'm not gonna go. And if somebody's personally inviting us and I see that somebody's on the roster that I don't fuck with, I'll tell them individually, look, I don't rock with that person, but if you if I, I can miss this, they can they can attend. But me and you, we can go do something else. Like I, I wouldn't mind going to go do that, you know? And I be getting a lot of heat because people are like, You that's childish, you need to be cordial. I'm like, y'all, I'm protecting my peace. That's like not that's not being them. cordial. That's that's sacrificing yourself for the sake of somebody else. That's that's not being cordial at all. Mm-hmm. I don't I but however well I okay I just don't have I don't have that I don't have that same philosophy mm-hmm. my thing is if I know that somebody's going to be there that I don't rock with um if I want to go I'm going anyway because I'm not going to be uncomfortable you'll be uncomfortable I'm not going to be uncomfortable I'm indifferent mm-hmm. to you up right down I'm indifferent to most people so me going someplace me being invited to go someplace specific, especially if there's something that I need to do there there's somebody i need to speak to or there's somebody i need to make contact with if it's something that benefits me i'm gonna go and you can be uncomfortable i'll leave I, you don't exist to me you can stay over there or you can walk up to me and say something and whatever but all that is just i don't care enough to alter my movements right. because of your presence mm-hmm. i i never have i've i've never see- been on that wave Men are a little different. Okay? I can, I can, okay. Men okay. are definitely different. I'm going to be honest. You see this? You see this? This is the first, this is going to be the first thing that they'll go for. Gone. That's my appearance. You know what I'm saying? It's my face. It's my, this is, this is the money maker. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I mm. can't risk myself just because I got, because these girls, and I, and I hate to say it like this, but they don't compare to what I'm doing with myself. Like mm-hmm. they don't have anything to lose. The people that I'm talking right, about in particular, right. okay. they don't have anything to lose. And I've never personally done anything to them. It's just a jealousy. And you have to be very aware of that jealousy and that envy because mm-hmm. that's the type of stuff where people sneak you. People will act like they're all cool with you just to get in your bubble. And then they're envious of you. Just like Selena's best friend is the one who fucking stabbed her. I mean, sure. yeah, yeah, the, the leader of her fan club was the one that killed exactly. her. And so, you know, you just have to, Sometimes you have to understand what's at risk. I have mm-hmm. too much at risk for me to just be like, oh, I'm just going to prance in somebody's face and I know she's already jealous and miserable. Like, no, I'm going to just be like, look, I don't even need that type of energy. I like Netflix. I literally watch cartoons every goddamn night and I get mad when they're interrupted. I love watching my cartoons. I don't mind staying at home to do that. American and- Dad? Mm, no, I'm more of like a Nicktoons type of girl. So I like Hey Arnold, Cat Dog. Um, fairly odd parents fairly odd parents yeah 
Okay, she's a keeper. Mm-hmm. That, that, all right, that's the, the invaders. Them, they got invaders. Oh, check, 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 check. Never mind. You can you can stop talking now. Everybody, just go get your <laughs> yeah, the check, check. That's fine. You, when, when you when you mention physical danger, that's different. When you start yeah. mentioning, I am I am very in my industry and in, in the industry that Crystal and I are are uh, both in, and uh, especially amongst men, physical danger is always a factor. I don't go walking around. I don't I don't dance in front of guns. You dig know what I mean? I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. And there that I am very aware that there are suckers out there and suckers do sucker shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I enjoy a good fist fight, which, you know, I train fighting all the time. So as much as I enjoy a good fist fight, I understand that most people are not most suckers don't don't do that. They're not gonna square up with me. So if we're talking about <laughs> physical violence, yeah. If we're talking about physical violence, I completely and totally understand where you're coming from. And I've learned that like most of the people who don't like me, it's either a man who wants to be with me, a girl who can't do what I do or have what I have. Like I've never, I, I don't think I personally do anything, but that's everybody, you know? Um, but I've learned, I've learned that what hurts the people the most, the ones that I've been cutting off, is the fact that I just cut off the access. Like you don't have access to me. You can't even confront me. You can't talk to me about it. I don't care. So I've learned that sometimes not doing anything at all, it hurts them the most. Like it's it's like, hey, and it's me not doing anything, but it's hurting you the most because you want to say what's on your chest. You want me to know why you're mad, but I don't want to know why. So I got to listen to it. So I just cut it off. Wind out of their sails and they're like, wait, what? (laughs) They're not going anywhere. You know, when you see those three dots show up at the bottom of the text messages, you see the three dots pop up. I just block them right then and there. They're going to be mad when they don't deliver. <laughs> There's a Simpsons meme, meme and it was Marge sitting there and somebody trying to come through the garage door and they're stuck in it. They said that's what happens when you uh, when you block them. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Y'all are, y'all are <laughs> masters of, of the petty arts. I'm not even mad at you. I'm, I'm aiming for martial arts. Y'all are, y'all are getting the petty. Uh, mm-hmm. when, I, I, maybe I'm the only one. When I was younger, I thought... I was totally wrong. Um, that adults were mature. Just adults by a by a certain age, they stopped doing kid shit, right? Like physical fights. I thought that was a kid thing, like a young, like young, young thing. I really misread what happens. There are a lot of people that are just stuck in mid-adolescence. I don't it has a lot to do with who you are around and what everyone else encourages. My mom and my brothers, we do not encourage physical altercations. Um, We believe in the high road. We believe that people will live in their own misery on their own. They're miserable already. They're going to be miserable even if you slap them. Um, But we also do have a don't get in my face and don't point. Every fight I've been in, I've swung first, but it's because somebody's been in my face. You know what I'm saying? So we don't always resort to it, but we ain't going to get caught slipping. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that the people around you, like my homegirls, the ones that I surround myself with now, they all got shit to lose. Like they got families, they got houses, they got businesses. You know what I'm saying? So they ain't going to be quick to pop off because if they go to jail in the morning, who taking the kids to school? Who going to pay the bills? You know what I'm saying? We have, we think about stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but other people 
when they smoke weed and pop pills all day and they get drunk every other night. Like, yeah, they ain't got shit to do in the morning. So going to jail ain't nothing but a free fucking meal for them. Like we have to start thinking about things on that type of level. Like yeah. we're not gonna, we're not gonna entertain that type of stuff. The people around us, if you a rowdy ass girl, I'm not going out with you mm-hmm. because I'm not the type of person that's gonna jump in and fight too. I'm yeah. not, I'm gonna hold your purse. If you was egging her on the whole night, I'm gonna hold your purse. Make sure don't nobody steal your shit. But if you want to fight her, you do that. I ain't gonna let you get jumped. I might try to de-escalate, but the moment somebody try to hit me or something, hell no. Look, I. Mm, uh, we're, we're, we're too we're too grown, or at least we should be. We're That's too grown I'm- to be looking to be looking for a fight, right? Exactly. Dealing dealing with an issue when it comes is a very mature thing to do. And the way that you, my father, my father always said. Uh, violence is the first response of the weak mind. In other mm-hmm. words, you f- swing first because you can't think of anything better to do. Just same way that cursing is the first language of the weak mind. You curse first because you can't think of anything better to say. And my father didn't raise a dummy, so I like to, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking to swing first. <laughs> say it again. I be cussing. First words, but my my dad always used to say, he said, that doesn't mean anything. Just saying like f you. What are you trying to actually say? Yeah, no, and. and <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, you, you, or no, Tyler, you went, you went a smooth 29 minutes before you let the first curse out, which means it's not your first language. You think what I mean? It, it, oh, it, got it, you. Totally. No, no, no. Totally different. Cursing is spice on, on language, but they, there are people who only curse because they can't think of anything better to say. You can't find your words because you don't have any. So now mm-hmm. everything that comes out of your mouth is a curse and it doesn't matter the environment we're in. It doesn't matter the setting we're in. We could be in a very professional situation and here you are letting them fly with no regard to anyone around you. They could be children present. Here you are letting them fly because you can't think of anything better to say. That's what he was talking about. Like don't, cursing is a crutch for people who don't have any other option. Fighting is a crutch for people who don't have any other option. If you can't think of a better way to handle this conflict with whoever it is, and your first response is violence, that's the mark of a weak-minded man, weak-minded woman, weak-minded individual. You are being weak-minded. And I don't need to be around weak-minded people in general, it, which is why as much as I enjoy a good fist fight, I'm not fighting anybody outside of the gym because mm-hmm. I'm not kicking it with people who are weak-minded individuals. Like you said, your circle has something to lose. They start mm-hmm. getting busy the weak-minded don't think about, well, the weak-minded's first response, which is super funny because it's a curse, is normally going to be fuck it. Mm-hmm. Or fuck that. I mean, I got a business. I got to open up the store in the morning. I was supposed to get these reports done. But fuck that. Boom. Instant instant flushing of everything else down the pipe. Instant weak-minded, weak, weak individual, weak-spirited, no-discipline-ass-faced person move that's the language of the weak mind fuck that i'm just gonna do it anyway you want to know something um the last time somebody like tried to check me about their man and i'm so i was so drunk that i couldn't even i couldn't even understand what the hell was going on we were all out having a good time me and my friends and we was at this hookah lounge right and this girl she came up to me and i'm drunk and i'm just walking and i'm happy because i know i'm like sexy as fuck in there so I'm just walking and I'm happy and then the girl comes up to me and she stops in front of me and she's like is your name Tyler I said yeah she said oh you was trying to talk to my man and I looked at her 
And I said, really? I said, well, who's your man? She was like, she had said some name. I don't even know the name she said. But when I couldn't know, I didn't know who she was talking about. Because at this time I was, you know, fresh out of my relationship. I wasn't paying nobody no real mind. So I literally, I hugged her and I said, well, you know my name. Write me on Instagram. Write me on Facebook. Send me his profile. And I'll tell you if I talk to him or not. I said, but I can't, I don't even know who the hell you talked about. And then I hugged her again and said, have a good night. And then I went back to my table. Yeah. <laughs> then I thought about it the next morning. And I was like, damn, somebody tried to check me about their man last night. I know she mad at me. Like, had to be mad because I literally just hugged her and said, just send it to me on Facebook. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> golf clap. That's We're golf awesome. clapping that. That's, that's a golf clap. <laughs> That's a golf clapping moment. That was that was a Tiger Woods of shutdown. That was a golf clap. We're gonna go. Oh, thank that. you. All right, proceed. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so. Okay, let's roll. Let's rotate back around since this is like the, the third or fourth time we've mentioned relationships now, and seeing as how we do run that kind of show, uh, one one bad dude, another bad dude. People checking. You said that the uh, pickings are super slim. How do you? incorporate someone into all of the things you're doing. I have an issue. My one of my bigger issues is the fact that I I I have a purpose. I have I have a I have a goal. I have a purpose. And I'm not looking for anyone who disrupts that, right? Mm-hmm. But incorporating someone into the system mm-hmm. is always a good look. Now, I've always said I need a woman who's just who's too busy doing what she needs to do to be worrying about what I'm doing. And we'll meet in the middle and figure it out. But I, you know, there's there's a mix here. There's a, there's a way to get that going. How do you with because you've always been an entrepreneur, you've you've got your businesses happening, but now there's the added, the added bonus and the added responsibilities of social, a social media business and a social media brand that you need to maintain. So how are you, how can you integrate someone into a love life while all these other things are happening? Um, so you said it. You need somebody who's just as busy as you are. Okay. okay. Now, another thing that they need to have is they need to understand. I'm probably not going to do best with a nine to fiver. I'm not going to do best with somebody who has to clock in. Reason being, they're not going to understand why, you know, they got home at 6 p.m. They're not going to understand why I have to be on my computer or on my phone after 6 p.m. Like, mm-hmm. how come you just can't make that time? How come you just can't do this throughout the day? And they don't understand when you are in control of all of your finances and you're not on the clock. This is a 24-hour thing. Like, yeah, I don't clock in eight hours a day, but I'm available 24-7. But I have to be because I might miss out on something. Everybody's in different time zones. Mm-hmm. You got to be available. You know what I'm saying? So you need somebody who understands that. Um I can honestly say that I have not mastered incorporating someone into it because the moment that you show me that you're a disturbance or you're an inconvenience, you're out of here. It's like, mm-hmm. if I have to explain myself or if we are getting into it too much about me not answering or me not being here or me not being there, it's not that I don't care. It's just, this isn't, there's priorities. We got priorities and business, money, family here outside relationships are not really at the top of my list. So so the gentleman, um, I'm using that term loosely because I don't know, but the gentleman who didn't respond back to you uh, until several days later, you texted him on a Monday, he hits you back on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming, based on this part of the conversation, that he's, he's not as busy as you are. 
for it. No, actually, I think he might be. Yeah. But I understand the next morning. I understand, shit, probably if he would have texted me Tuesday night, I probably would have been a little bit more understanding. But, and I know that he's a very, he's a very important person. And he's, and actually something happened that day that I knew probably would have affected him emotionally. And so I took that into consideration. But to me, it's like, if you, if you didn't pick up the phone to tell me for three days, like to say hi, um, I just would have expected a, we're adults. So I would have expected a, Hey, um, I'm really busy right now. Or, Hey, I'm going through something. I'm handling some family business. I'm gonna hit you back as soon as I can. It only takes a few seconds to do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting you to be beating down my phone. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Like it's, it's just, if I do entertain someone at this point, I know what I'm looking for. And if you just show me that it's not it, I gotta let it go. But you have the same level of grace for yourself. Yes, like you, you, if, if, I mean, what's, what's the, what's the uh, lead time for you to return a text before you feel it's offensive? That's a good question. The important people, they hear from me within the hours, or if it's my mama or my brothers, they get answered right then and there, Mm -hmm. or they get first priority when it's time for me to call people back. But I have people who I talk to every day. I do. I have a friend, I have a friend, and then I have a guy. He gets talked to every day, but I've been kind of limiting my um, my communication because I, I see that I know that we're not going to go anywhere, but he's a good person to have in my life. Like, I I appreciate him. He wants to be a part of my life, but it's just unrealistic right now. So um, and I know that. So I'm not really I'm an out of sight, out of mind type of person. So mm. if it's not right here in my face, like we can be all cuddled up, loved up. And then you go and fly back to New York and I'll be like, you'd be mad because I ain't text you in three days. Well, if you're not here, it's, I ain't gonna bother you. It's, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I, don't know I, about, I, guess, I don't know about that last one. I have priorities. I have priority people. Mm-hmm. There are priority people. And sometimes people expect to be a priority before they've even earned that. And that's where we get a little misconstrued sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So how often do you make the videos and do we just going to hop right off the serious shit and go, go right, <laughs> and, you know, go right into the bullshit. <laughs> no, there's doing this. Um, do the people that you've talked to comment on it? Do they, what, what do they think about the granny persona? What do they think about you being, I mean, not just a granny, it's too thick. It's, it's all about your sex appeal. Really? Mm-hmm. How do, they love cool. it. And Everybody not, loves it. It's not just going viral. It's not just having a persona. It's literally a body. Like it's, are they offended? Are they jealous? Do you have, I mean, is this- Insecure. Helping or hurting your- My ex was insecure. It, my, me, my sex appeal and my sensuality definitely made him insecure. I think the ones who get insecure about it, that's a sign for me to let you go. Because I'm not gonna let it go. It's, mm-hmm. it's if you cannot like because you can honestly be you could be the one taking the videos uh-huh. if you want to be you know what I'm saying you shit I even let my man manage my only fans look you man you you could talk to me. I mean I, I don't have a man doing that but it's me but at the same time it's like you know I would even be willing to let him do that like I don't care like if I'm all about a person I'm all about a person but when I'm single I like to me I like to you know I like to 
I'm a little player myself. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be tripping. These dudes, they get insecure. I'll be like, look, if you used to them basic bitches because I had to tell my ex that, like his ex, I didn't think she was ugly at all. Like I thought she was a pretty girl and she had this pretty big, it was a big gap, but it was a pretty one. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And and even though she was a pretty girl, I could tell that he wasn't used to having a woman that when she steps in a room, she shuts it down. Like all eyes on her, like that's the type of energy I attract. Like I am that. When people, if you see me in a room full of people and somebody be like, hey, did you see that girl with the dreadlocks? And the, they'd be like, oh, the girl with the green. Everybody's gonna know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But I felt like he dealt with girls that were pretty. But if you walk into a party and you say, hey, did you see that girl that had on the red dress and the, they'd be like, nah. Like, no, who are you talking about? You have to show me a picture. Yeah. And then if you show them a picture, then they'll know. Like, I'm, I think that they'd be used to dealing with people like that. And they not used to dealing with girls who get so much natural attention, even without showing their body. You know what I'm saying? So to me, they can't handle just the fact that I'm a very, like, I'm, it's not that I'm a hot commodity, but I kind of am. It's like, if you can't handle that and you can't, you don't, ex or you don't, I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm not going to cheat on you. And if you can't accept that, and if you just want to be insecure and do whatever the fuck it is you want to do, then that's on you. But yeah. well, insecurity is a self-inflicted issue. But mm -hmm. but I'm, like insecurity, insecurity actually, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because you literally push me into doing what you thought I might do. If you nag and and question and da da da, da you make me want to go over there where mm -hmm. I'm not. Because oh, it's God. like, why be treated like I'm cheating? Like, if if you say, I think you're cheating, I'll be like, okay. But if you treat me like you think I'm cheating, what's the point of not? Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, okay, well, there, there's one point in not doing it, and that's because I said I wasn't gonna. And I said I'm not doing that. I won't go over there. I'll make you go away. I'll just mm -hmm. dead it. Like, I'm not, I've danced that dance before. I still have a restraining order on one woman who just was, like, going ham sandwich. I'm not... There, I, there's. I'm, I'm completely cool with you spacing. If I'm that terrible of a person, and you really honestly believe that, then we have nothing else to discuss. Especially if I've only shown you exactly who I am. You know, I, me and my. Oh, go know, ahead, baby. Getting attention, dealing, just conversating with people that don't make me feel that way. I'm not even mm -hmm. talking. Think I'm cheating? I'm gonna go cheat. If you literally, if being around the person that you're supposed to be with makes you feel so icky. I'm going to go hang out, speak to, deal with, not even sleep with. That's be around people that don't make me feel that way. You know what? And see, and that's where I got a lot of backlash from my ex last year. Because when I found out he was cheating and everything, and it was a consistent thing, he was consistently cheating on me. I literally just told him, I want to date other people. Your options are open. I'm opening mine. And I spoke that. So I just let them know if you see me with somebody, you see me with somebody. But then we had a conversation because I had to start an OnlyFans um, last year uh, to kind of help with a lot of the stuff I had going on. And he was like, so you'd rather sit there, hang around these dudes, which he was talking about um, some of my friends from Chicago. He was like, so you'd rather sit here and be all up in these dudes' faces. You'd rather have an OnlyFans than sit here and work on your relationship. And I literally had to tell them, I was like, when I go around these guys, I'm not sleeping with them, but they make me feel beautiful. They laugh at my jokes. We're having a good time. They want to be around me. I said, yes, I would rather be around those people because when I come around you, what do you do? You put me down, talk shit about me, 
you put your hands on me. I said, you ain't paying none of my bills. You know what I'm saying? I was like, so, and my OnlyFans is paying my bills. I was like, yeah, so I would rather be with those people who treat me good and make me laugh and make me feel good than come around you and start feeling sick to my fucking stomach. Wait, is, is, that, is that last guy or the guy before that? I thought the guy before that got physical. Are we talking about him? We're not the dude who wrote the text message. We only went on two dates. He don't. So count. not him. Okay, not him. Not him. Okay. Not I have him. not been not in a relationship him. for a year, so okay. I'm talking about him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's the guy. I, how did you? How have you managed to cope with that experience? I'm. I'm. I don't know if that was your first one like that. God, um, that that's fucking terrible. Are you? How did? How does that affect you? maneuvering through life now so let's just say this i just want to bring this in really quick when you're going through what i went through there's a stage where you don't understand what's going on you don't okay because for a while i was on cruise control and i was being programmed to react to certain things a certain way i was being manipulated you know what i'm saying and you remember on what's love got to do with it where she just looked at her she was cleaning up herself like it was normal in the Mm -hmm. mirror and then she looked up and then she just ran. Mm-hmm. You have that moment where you yeah. understand that you have to get out. And um, I had that moment about six months before I left him because I had to plan strategically how to right. get out of it um, because I was very accessible at the time, like very accessible. I just pretty much took away the access. I moved into a place where can't nobody just come knocking on my door, um, mm-hmm. a big enough door to where it can't get kicked in. If I call security, they'll be here within two minutes. Um, And then I would just say, like, I just I know I'm safe. I know I'm safe. I know that I have people who will fight for me. I know that I have people who support me. I have friends and I have family members who understand after a while because they didn't know what I was going through while I was going through it. Nobody found out until it was done. I only had about Mm. three homegirls, none of my family. But you know what? I had to, to leave because it started getting so bad where I had to leave town just so nobody could see what happened. And um, I sustained so many injuries. He broke my nose, fractured my eye socket, broke my toe. He used to strangle me and beat the fuck out of me. So what I, I have nightmares about three times a week about him. Anytime I hear the creaking of my gate, I get really like, I got PTSD, but I'm getting better at managing how I react to the PTSD, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So, yeah. Is there any I therapy to, to handle the PTSD in general? I was going to therapy um, last year. And then once I got busy with my store, I kind of stopped. But mm-hmm. I just practiced the techniques that they were teaching me. And I talked to my mom. I'm very, I communicate with my mom. And I have two very close friends that I talk to about it. And I just explain to them, I understand y'all might get tired of hearing this, but I have to say it. I have to deal with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But everything that I went through, I'm able to actually identify it into my friends. And I just let them know when I start seeing that shit's going left between them and their partner. I'm just telling them, hey, you better chill because I see something. I see it coming, you know? So Mm -hmm. I just kind of just been dealing with it. It's, it gets easier sometimes. It's just some days you just get reminded, you get triggered, so. Sure. Sure. I will say it, I don't allow no men in my house. Like I've had maybe one, maybe one that I've allowed to actually stay tonight, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, 
I don't let nobody get close to me. I'm because I understand people flip one day. It's like we can be cool, lovey dovey. My ex was cool for a year and a half till he flipped. So but yeah, people hide their crazy very well. Very mm-hmm. well. I, I my my relationship was a year before she started acting a fool, and then it was just what just happened. I spent the, I spent the rest of that relationship trying to get her back to the woman who I originally met, and mm-hmm. that chick never showed back up because she, she never, never existed. She never existed. So now she only exists in my head and on the restraining order that I I have uh, <laughs> just so she can't keep contact. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. But I'm with you. Um, yeah. This has been a very interesting hour. Uh, in an hour already? Yeah. You know, we're, we're very, very good at this. Like, you guys are amazing. Hello. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't know. Like, yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't know these communication gyms we got on and shit. Like, we're, we're, we, we do like some it. things around these talk to y'all all day. Oh, sis. Friends. Trust me. If we let them, Sometimes. they would. Mm-hmm. I love y'all's vibe. You guys are so nice and warming and you guys are very intelligent too. Like I love people that I can hold a conversation with and speak to, you know. Oh well so. shit. I, I think you just I think you I think you just got yourself another invite. We're not gonna sit here and take this kind of language and, and not have that come back to Brown. Of course, you whenever you guys need me, I'm here. No, no, no. You are officially a friend of the show. We're gonna start supporting all the stuff that you do. I think we're both following you now on IG. We're gonna start like bigging it up. And when this show comes out, we're gonna blast it. And Fubu Radio is gonna play it. It's gonna be a very good look. But we're gonna start getting behind uh, Granny Too Thick. Actually, no. We're gonna stay behind Tyler and whatever Tyler does. We're gonna big up whether it's Granny Too Thick, OnlyFans. Jim's what's the name? Give us the rundown of things so people can go find you when they're ready to go look. Everywhere you can find me as don't blame Tyler. Um on Instagram, Granny Too Thick, and I have a Granny Too Thick backup page. Right now, they suspended my uh TikTok account at 225,000 followers. They took my account away. So now I'm building it back up, but it's the Granny Too Thick backup while I work mm-hmm. on getting that one. Um, and I think TikTok is Don't Blame Tyler LV. So yeah, anywhere Don't Blame Tyler on music. I mean, like I have music that's streaming. I'm under Tyler Tylier. You can Find out how to spell that on my Instagram. You guys want to check out my music and my business and everything is in my bio. My metaphysical supply store. I have a online store and I have a physical store. So you guys can find all of that on my pages. Okay, yeah. Right. I want to come out to- in a few years. I'm going to hit you up. You need to come out here during the summertime so we can hit up this pool party. And it's every Sunday. I'm with it. I just got invited. You're invited back. New friend. <laughs> Hey, that's what I'm talking oh, about. No way, I'm not. I'm not being left out of this. Let me do some push-ups. I'm coming to the pool, but let me just get these push-ups on. I'm, I'm all right. Okay, let me get yeah, my of course. Life. You guys are invited. Whenever you guys touch down, let me know. I'm not too far from the strip, so. There's a coffee shop I want to put you on to. One of my people. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. In the meantime, in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and Emma Show, aka the Okay Show. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us all a favor. Go get laid. Peace. I- Oh, you <laughs> Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the M&M&M Show. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs>